Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. One of the core principles that I share with people around overcoming menopausal anxiety is, and it is perhaps the one that people maybe choose to overlook or, or discount because it doesn't seem to make any sense and it perhaps doesn't appeal to to take this as as any kind of truth and here's what it is i say that when you're stuck and you can't get out of this place the chances are you may be trying to solve the wrong problem let me explain there are so many other symptoms that are amplified in menopause or that that just seem to spontaneously begin in menopause so we might spontaneously perceive that we're suffering from anxiety even though we didn't think we used to and and i've done other episodes on that where, where i've explained a little about how that can actually be what you believe but it's not entirely true but let's look at some of the other things that some of the most common symptoms that people say no if i could just solve this one thing then i'll be happy and one of the key ones i'm going to choose this one in particular because this is so common one of the key ones is weight loss in fact i might pick another one as well another really common one is insomnia so let's take either both doesn't really matter which i've lost count of the people that will seek help for just help me with some weight loss and you know we're all sucked in i you know hands up my hand is up on occasion because there's that relentless bombardment on social media no matter where you go on the web there'll be those ads telling us about our menopausal belly fat and this instant solution that's going to cure that forever and get rid of it you know and goodness knows if we actually counted up how much we invested even if it's like oh a few pounds here a few pounds there and i don't mean pounds weight i mean pounds money we might be quite unpleasantly surprised to discover quite how much we have spent on trying to solve a problem that we haven't solved at all so why do i say that we're trying to solve the wrong problem because if you have gained weight i've gained weight and you know you know, because you've read lots about it, there's lots of information about the impact of, of hormones, changes on the way our body manages excess weight and where it puts that excess weight. And, you know, we can't unpick overnight a, a lifetime of conditioning about being a woman and expected to look a certain way and not feeling great if we can't fit into the things we want to fit into. And, and you know, there's a whole, you know, hornet's nest of stuff in there but i want to remain focused on the whole menopausal thing and why i'm saying that it's solving the wrong problem and you might think well if i and people often say this if i lost the weight for example 
then I'd be happy. Now, you could transpose all kinds of things into that sentence. You know, if I, then I'd be happy. If I, whatever, fill in the gap, then I'd be happy. There's a whole host of problems with this, one of which is that we future pace our happiness. In other words, what we're saying is I'm not going to be happy until that happens. And that's not a great place to put ourselves in. We don't deliberately do that, but that's what we're actually doing when we say that. We're saying, you know, if you read the subtext and look at the sentence or think about it, if we say, I will be happy when, in other words, sometime in the future, when I achieve this goal, that I'm not sure how to achieve. I don't know if I can achieve. I don't know when I'll achieve. At that point, that may not exist. I'll be happy. What we're effectively saying is I'm not happy now. And that's important. So you might think, well, that needs to be the problem. That's if I solve that, that's that's the right thing to do. But you've probably been struggling with this problem for a long time. Let's assume it's just cropped up in uh, menopause, but maybe it's been going on this kind of weight gain or this struggling with weight loss for a few years or even a few months. Uh, I can think back again with hindsight, didn't realise I was in menopause, uh, began to gain weight and I'd never, ever, ever, ever had a problem with weight ever and never really been on a, on a real diet you know occasionally I'd be thinking oh, I'm going out for a meal tonight so I won't eat much during the day that was part that was inbuilt to my psychology but I didn't, you know it would go up and down by a few pounds but I was a slim person and suddenly I wasn't and I was doing that thing where I started for the first time ever investing in weight loss programs you know i did the online ones, the meals delivered to my door, um, carb diets, sugar diet, you know, you name it, I did it. And even if periodically I would lose some weight, that old, which I used to tell all my clients, you put on more than you've lost afterwards, eventually. And it just, so the problem gets worse. So here's why that in itself is the problem and why I'm saying we're trying to solve the wrong problem because every single time you try to resolve a problem that causes you some degree of distress for whatever reason and you don't succeed this doesn't happen to everybody but if, if you're listening to this this probably applies to you so let's say you know, put yourself in my shoes. I go on this diet and I go, oh, it's amazing. I've lost this weight. I feel great. And then a few months down the line, oh, I appear to have gained that weight again. And I can find all kinds of reasons why that might be the case. So I'm feeling really rubbish about myself again. And probably a little bit more rubbish than I felt the first time because there's that increase in negative self-talk about you know oh you know you lost this weight now you put it all back on you know that little voice that's telling you you're a bit rubbish because what, what, why did you do that why did you eat all those biscuits if you hadn't you know we're caught in the what ifs and the if onlys which are really 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 key indicators that your core problem is not weight but anxiety but you don't want to believe that right now you know no, no, it's weight trust me Shelley it's weight I'm not anxious blah 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 so 
you you come up with some other you buy some other book or you you start some other program you join the gym you get fit you lose weight you do the whole measuring of the muscles you join and so I, I did this joined a crossfit class loved it you know we had a challenge and all these live women in their lycra with no roles of anything that's <laughs> that gets you kind of motivated so I, you know i got fit lost the weight measured around my muscles and my all my key dimensions great but then it all came back again because because what yeah, it doesn't really matter what because but it all came back again so then there's another layer if you manage these layers of failure building up so oh i failed again and so now i'm unconsciously feeling more anxious about this this weight loss this body image thing i'm feeling even worse about it and so i probably gain more weight and i get into some increasingly damaging weight gain habits to compound the issue you know we know it doesn't come from our logical brain when we go i feel crap i i hate the sight of myself in the mirror i don't fit any of the clothes i used to feel good in i failed to lose weight again out and what's worse i gained more than i lost and and i'm feeling rubbish so i'm feeling low i'm feeling whatever and it's all to do with the weight and so we do the most illogical thing and we go and eat more uh you know whatever your thing is whether it's fast food processed food sugar fat whatever it's all the wrong stuff and we we find ourselves sitting around on our asses way more than we should because we're feeling rubbish and all of that is contributing to increasing anxiety we're, we're stopping doing all the things that support our uh, serotonin production our endorphin production our happy chemicals we're compounding the psychological issue of anxiety i say psychological it's actually a physical condition not not a psychological so the more this goes on imagine it layering 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 the more we're triggered to feel worse about it and the more our primitive brain sets up protections within us because it starts to perceive that when i do x i feel y in other words when i try to lose weight so it doesn't do the whole when i lose weight i feel great what it does is when i start this diet thing i feel rubbish and it starts to convert that information as as some kind of threat a danger because if we're feeling uncomfortable you know, we've got this raised heart rate, sweat production, all those signals that are saying to our primitive brain, uh oh, there's something going wrong here. And when that happens, it wants to protect us. So the way to protect us is to bypass our logical conscious brain that says, no, I really do want to eat these salad things and these fruits because I'm going to feel great at the end of it. Bypasses all of that logical thinking to go straight to the part of the brain that protects us when we're unsafe, which, and, and the reason it does that is because it works faster, like the logical brain is a bit slow, and because it thinks we're under threat, it needs us to respond quickly, so it wants to send oxygen away from that logical prefrontal cortex into the primitive part of the brain to keep us safe. And the more we go through this cycle, the stronger that response becomes. And so we fail and 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 we get worse and worse and worse and we go, why does this not work? 
Why is this not working? And that's why I say, and I've picked on weight, but it, we could substitute sleep anything because we start ramping up the story of why this isn't working. Why is this not working? Why do I feel worse? This is getting worse. I can't cope. And we're aware, or rather, we're not aware. We're, but what happens is we we lose judgment. We get that whole vacancy of normal judgment and decision making and thinking and concentration gone. And it's one of the reasons, in fact, the core reason is the anxiety that was caused by the problem. So you might still think, yeah, but if I took the problem away, then the anxiety would go. No, you have to start with the anxiety because you can't logically get rid of the anxiety. You will not be able to lose the weight, improve the sleep just randomly without dealing with the anxiety that is bypassing the part of your brain that makes those sensible decisions that you want to make about, you know, maybe what time you, you go to bed or and what exercise you do in the day. And all of these are wrapped up together. So that's why I say to people, a lot of us are trying to solve the wrong problem. And the more we try to solve the wrong problem, be it weight, be it sleep, be it something else, the worse we feel because we keep getting this sense of failure and that just ramps up the anxiety. So the key, even if you think anxiety is not your problem, is actually to work on your subconscious building these neural pathways that will lead you out to a place of increased calm. And when you're feeling calmer, you re-engage the logical conscious part of your brain and you want to stop by doing that, you're, you're creating pauses. There's all kinds of methodologies for doing this. But in simple terms, you want to stop firing off the primitive part of your brain that goes, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Because it happens quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and you feel worse and worse and worse and worse and you're tearing your hair out. So I hope that's made some sense and not completely confused you. You know, if it sounds complicated, uh, in some levels, it is, you know, understanding, you know, oh, well, the neural pathways, or oh, what do I do there then? And uh, and I, I do share lots of stuff in these episodes that do help with that. But the core thing to understand is trying to solve a weight issue or a sleep issue in isolation and didn't and going, I don't have it. I know there's no problem with anxiety. I know, I'm, I'm fine. Will not get you results permanently or for long-standing results that you want if you deal with the anxiety and in the way that i'm suggesting is to look at the, the neuroscience that sits behind it actually developing new neural pathways to replace and atrophy those old pathways that aren't serving you they're just making you feel worse then that is sustainable that is a tool you can use and keep using and keep using and you can apply it in all areas of your life and one of the key other areas I didn't mention but was key for me I focused on weight loss and I said oh you can interchange but I just want to make this point finally because I talked to a lot of professional and entrepreneurial women if you're an entrepreneurial woman one one of the things that can happen is you know you, you reach midlife you've either been working for yourself for a while or you've just made that decision all right this is my time i'm going to do what i want there's all kinds of reasons why you might do that and it's tough it's tough setting up a business it doesn't matter how old you are it's tough 
And of course, because it's tough, because it's not going to come easily, because there's a lot of challenges and, you, and, and you've just started this in the point of your life where actually all the resources within your brain and your body have depleted to the extent that where, where you want clear thinking and rationality and calm decision making, that's all vanished. So it makes it five times as hard as it would have been otherwise. So, but here's what most of us do. Here's what I used to do. Oh my goodness, I spent tens of thousands, I'm not joking, tens of thousands of pounds trying to learn new techniques and tools and strategies of how to get better at my business, how to get more clients, uh, how to increase my revenue, you know, how to, how to, how to, how to master social media, how to build a funnel. If these things mean nothing to you, it doesn't matter. How to, you know, get customers when you speak at an event, all the how to's, oh God, if I just know how to do this, if I just know how to do that. And, and I just got myself in a complete state. And yes, there were, it's just like the weight loss. I would get a degree of success and go, yay. And then take my foot off the pedal and free fall back down. And every single time I failed, or in my mind, I was failing, you know, it's discounting all of the successes as you do. Uh, and then I would slide back down, like snakes and ladders, back down. Because unbeknown to me, I was trying to solve the wrong problem. I thought my problem was my business understanding, was my marketing expertise, even though I had a master's degree in it. And and it was all about my motivation. And my, you know, I, I clearly didn't have what it took and I needed to woman up or man up or just get stronger. And, and, and I was telling myself all these stories because that's what people want you to believe. People are selling you solutions that tell you that's what you need to believe. And yes, you possibly could get better, but if it's not improving things, you're thinking, well, why is this not working for me? Well, that other person, oh my goodness, oh, it's working for them. Why is it not working for me? Once again, what I have learned and it's cost a fortune to learn the lesson was that I was trying to solve the wrong problem. And I'm not saying that weight loss or help with sleep or help with your business are problems you never want to solve. What I'm saying is, you need to solve the anxiety thing first. Because once you solve that, once you create some new neural pathways for yourself, that that tap into calm resources, that re-engage your decision-making, your solution-focused, problem-solving mind, then you can do those things and do them more effectively and more easily and more sustainably. Then you can find the happiness that you've pushed forwards into the future. So there you go. That's my episode for today. Make sure you're solving the right problem because so many of us are trying to solve the wrong problem and it just makes it worse. Okay, as ever, please share on social media or join us over at the new Facebook group. <laughs> just acquired a bit of a stutter there. Menopause Anxiety Freedom over on Facebook and uh, I'm planning to do an awful lot of free training in that group so it's not just a group it's a nice supportive group it's intention to get together and, and buddy up and stuff but that's not all I want it to be a place where you can really learn and acquire some understanding that will support you moving forwards and 
I could start that now, but I thought, ah, no, let's start at January. So for the next couple of weeks, I'm planning out content. And in January, I will start doing much more. Okay, so have a brilliant rest of the day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye for now.